Okay, from little things, big things grow. Now, please, this is just the word God gave me. So if you've been fasting, please forgive me for what I'm about to preach on. Okay, all right, it's it's meant to strengthen you. Okay, so so don't shoot the messenger when she brings out her props. <laughs> Matthew 13, verse 33. It's the parable of the yeast or parable of the leaven. Jesus also used this illustration. So he's just, he's talking in parables, he's he's teaching, using his teaching moments, using parables, and he's just talked about um, another parable that means the same thing. Oh, the mustard seed. He's just talked about the mustard seed, you know, from little things, big things grow. So he's just talked about the mustard seed. And I wonder if people are just like, huh, don't understand. So he's like, also, like, <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she only put a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Now, Jesus always used stories and illustrations like these when he was speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke without using, you know, a parable, like an association. I know I'm very much like that. I need to have an association. So I go, oh, that is like this. So, you know, people of today, exactly the same as people of like yesterday, Jesus used stories and illustrations. But... um. And he said to the people, I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the creation of the world. So has your family ever gone through food fads? Yeah? (laughs) Three pizzas went, (laughs) food. I remember when I went through a muffin fad. So in... (laughs) I was a stay-at-home mom, so I did lots of things from scratch. I My favourite thing was strawberry muffins where I would chop up the strawberries really fine and I'd fold it through and I got really good and I was that mom that always had home-cooked stuff for her kids. Um, and so I made a lot of things from scratch and the family, I think it actually got to the point where Paul was like, can you bake something else? Kind of a bit over muffin so you know because you just you want to perfect it right and then there was a time when 3p went through a cinnamon scroll phase (laughs) he's like preach preach now it wasn't enough for him just to go oh look I made it and then just kind of eat it he he had to perfect it it's like nope this isn't right because see he's got a mindset of what it should taste like and he's not one to go yep I'll just accept this so he needed to perfect it. He was looking on the internet. He was looking at all these things, how to perfect cinnamon scrolls. And then there was scones. And I remember a time I was actually going to have a walk with my friend and he said, just just don't go on your walk. I've just made fresh scones. So we did a quick walk and then we came and, you know, had our reward. <laughs> but, and we also have a bread maker. And for some reason we could never get the dough right who's ever been through that situation it's like you've got all this I've got all the ingredients and I'm going to do it and then it just something's not right and um so once again because he's a thorough person 
He has to live, breathe, everything of that thing. And he's like a puzzle. He, he cannot let it go until he gets that last piece of the puzzle. And it actually, um, Paul was at a, a, one of his school families and he was talking to them about bread. They had made bread. And they said, oh, it's all in the, what was it? Yeast. You were there. I wasn't there. It's all in the yeast. You see, it's not really an obvious thing. So it's not obvious, yeast. Oh, this is a bigger packet than I expected. Um, but it's it's not obvious that you don't have it until you don't have it, okay? You're putting all the ingredients and it's just, this is a bigger packet. I thought it was going to come in a smaller packet. But, you know, it's just a little sachet. And without that, your bread is like basically it's a hard biscuit. It's brittle. Um, it's the evidence of doing things in a hurry because, you know, when you add yeast, you have to wait. You have to let it rise. But I'm hungry now. Give me my bowl of soup. I'm hungry now. No, 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 no. You have to wait. You know, as I said, it's the evidence of doing things in a hurry, just like when the Israelites had to leave Egypt. You see, they didn't have time for their bread to rise and so they ended up having to eat like unleavened bread. So I'm going to be interchanging the word yeast and leaven today. So it probably looks something like this. You know, it's it's still soft, it's still bready, but that's not going to sustain you for very long, is it? So the... The process of leavening or adding yeast or adding leaven involves air bubbles um, forming in the bread or other baked goods and these air bubbles are then left in the product to make it soft and full and nice and yummy. Um, it is worked through the dough. So this tiny little packet is worked through everything that you need in your flour. This. One tiny little packet. And have you seen those big loaves of bread? I'm sorry if you're salivating now. I'm really sorry. I've actually got in my notes, apologise to the people who are fasting. But it does say, man shall not live on bread alone. Where's my drummer? Okay, back to the notes. Back to <laughs> So... It is the yeast, but it takes time and it needs time in order to be activated, right? Because there are times when I know that we've actually added yeast and rushed the process and then it's just, you, you can't eat it. The poor dog, she wouldn't even eat it. So just like bread without leaven is flat, unfulfilling now usually we add stuff to this we don't usually eat this on its own um you know unless you're and so just like that without what what did i start talking about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of god just like bread without leaven bread without yeast 
is flat and unfulfilling, without the kingdom of God in us, how can we expect to lead a full and fulfilling life? Just like bread without leaven is flat and unfulfilling, without the kingdom of God in us, how can we expect to lead a full and fulfilling life? You can't because you're doing it on your own. Without the kingdom of God in us and then being worked through us, life becomes hard and brittle and of little sustenance. Is there anybody that relates? I'm putting my hand up. (laughs) You know, I'll tell you, getting up to preach is not just, ah, can I write a message? I cannot even tell you the tears and the tantrums that go through this and that's just the ones to God. That's not the ones to the family. It's like, yep, she's preaching again because she's going through, you know, this is this is like, this, this is the kingdom working through me. So everything, that, every question that I say, who has ever felt that they've lived a flat, unfulfilling life? I'm the first to raise my hand because how dare I get up here and not have gone through experiences first. So let's have, I've got some thoughts on Levin. So leaven works from deep within the dough. Okay, now some of you might be really good at doing this, but I'm just gonna, I just want to, let's have a, go with me on this. Let's look at the parallels. And likewise, God works from the inside out. Now we all can say that. We've sung the songs. We go, yes, God, work from the inside out. And then somebody cuts us off and we let the outside affect our inside. From the heart flows the issues of life and builds character. We love that word. In the, in the parable, the leaven, it was hidden in three measures of meal and here it started its work. It was hidden. Nobody knew that it was even there. The people who are about to partake of it don't even know that it's there. But as the woman, as the mama is kneading that dough and working it through, And so just like that, our transformation in Christ must come from the heart. It must come from within. It's no point just like thinking that, oh, if if I listen to this podcast and if I read this, definitely listen to podcasts, definitely read your Bible. But unless it's working from the inside out, it's just, it's just, it's just adornments. In Luke 17, verse 21, Jesus says, he actually says, the kingdom of God is within you. This isn't just one of those like, ah, she's just smart enough to, no, Jesus said it plain, plainly. The kingdom of God is within you. And then Paul writing to the church at Colossus in Colossians 3, verse 3 says, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. You know, you've got that special relationship that only like it's just between you and him I remember when I was um when we were having David and every uh the other two babies I was like yeah yeah mum you can come in you can come and be a part of this and because I was so excited to have my mum there but there was something like David was our promised 
child of God. Like they were both, all of them were promised, but we hadn't a literal word of God. You were, you're going to have a son. You're going to call him David. So this was just something that we wanted to share. And then I shared him with the world, you know. Number two, leaven. Leaven must make contact. It's no good just adding it over there. You have to, it has to be in contact with the other ingredients. In the parable, the dough would have remained unleavened unless the leaven had been put in there. Like, duh. But sometimes we have to take the most simple things to really get it in our heads. It's like me teaching tens and ones this week. It's like ten ones is the same as one ten. Now, do you all get that? Ten ones is the same as one ten. Oh, me saying that in my sleep for the next three weeks. So dough is not leavened unless the leaven has been what? Put in it. But sadly, if we think about the world and then in this context, we are the leaven, right? How many people do we walk past in and out of our lives every day that don't even know how much God loves them because we're not making contact? See, we have the kingdom of God in us and and we just like, you know, this was great but this is, this is kind of like the kneading process to get us out there so we can make pr- contact with others who can understand the love of God and how much he loves them. We need to make contact. You see, we've been blessed with a beautiful building But this building, and we are, you know, like praying, praying, praying. Every prayer meeting, fill these chairs. We've prayed over all of these chairs. Fill these chairs. Fill these chairs. Fill these chairs. Well, these chairs are not going to be filled unless we go out of that door, make contact and go, come to church. I pray that a chair would be filled and fill the chair. You know? If we are growing spiritually, and I know we are, I know we are because we're going to new levels, our worship team. You know, we were stripped bare of our worship team, but I don't know. I don't think we've ever had worship quite as deep as we have now because we've been stripped bare, right? So so I know that God is moving. I know that we are growing spiritually. But it's not up to a program. It's not up to, oh, God, please bring the people. He's like, I'm going to put it in you to bring the people. But don't worry, guys, because I know it's daunting. I know it's scary. I know people go, oh, really? Join the apologetics class. In a couple of weeks, we've got Skip Smith, who's coming from Alpha, and he's going to give us some very real and practical tips on how to do that. So this is just kind of like the entree before that bit. So when Pastor Skip comes, you're going to be like, we're ready, Pastor Skip. We've been prepared. Number three, leaven must change the substance that it comes in contact with. Put your hand up if you're a carrier of the kingdom. Should be. All right. <laughs> Should be everybody. If you have accepted Jesus into your heart, you carry the kingdom. You literally are the kingdom of God everywhere you go, 
right? Because he's living in you. So, so that means that wherever we go, we have not only the ability but the opportunity. We can change strife to peace. We can change selfishness to selflessness, harshness to kindness, hate to love. Wherever we can fight against evil, we can change dishonesty and dishonesty to integrity, impure speech into like wholesome language. We can do that. How many of you have just walked past and walked past or been in the presence of people if you work with people who have very colourful language and they go, oh, wait, oh, oh, sh- she's coming. And then they continue. They know the presence of God is there. That's why they stop. And then if I keep walking and they've stopped, I'm like, oh, wait, hang on, opportunity. Why did you guys stop then? Tell me why you stopped. Oh, you know, because whatever. It's an opportunity to show them how much God loves them. They already know. They kind of know because they stopped talking. You know, I want to share an illustration. And it was quite a number of years ago when my girls were still in primary school and they were doing homework and it was one of those, oh, my goodness, this is just Jesus take me home now moments. Anybody who has helped their child do primary homework and you don't know the new concepts and the new strategies, I know you're feeling my pain right now. (laughs) Alexis, like my (laughs) mum. Well, it wasn't the most productive of times. They were being nasty to each other. Yes, my children are being nasty to each other. And I'd had enough. I was like, actually, I was so annoyed. I was like, right, putting on worship music. <laughs> like that. And then I was like, oh, wait, hang on. That's actually a very good idea. And as soon as I put it on, like, like that, the bickering stopped. The, I can't do it. You touch me. That all stopped. And in an instant, the atmosphere changed. The frustrations weren't there on everyone's part. The afternoon went out, went, went on without any more fights on all sides. In fact, <laughs> this is where it's like, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, because I don't think I had the capacity to make that decision on my own in that moment. The next day, and then from then on, can we put on worship music every time we do homework? Like, yes. Thank you, Jesus, for teaching me something new. You know, and to this day, Talia, who was in her third year, about to finish her first degree, she puts on worship music, takes herself to a spot when she's doing her assignments, when she's doing her research. And, you know, Now, she's doing a creative arts degree, so she is not in the most Christian of environments, let's just say that. But every assignment that this kid, sorry, young lady, has done, sixes and sevens. Like, it's like she's speaking her language, but I believe that it's because she is bathing every assignment, every piece of research in worship. She is taking something, an ability that God has given her and a love for that, and she's giving it back to God and now, like, 
And that started from like that one like moment of frustration many years ago. We are not here to conform. We are here to transform. That's not even my words. That's in the Bible too. Like, we are to overcome the world, not to be overcome by the world. And I know, guys, somebody, like, I am a highly reactive person. I am not objective at all. I react very quickly to situations. <laughs> I'm look at him right now. <laughs> I'm terrible. I understand and I read this and this is actually one of my favourite scriptures because I literally have to put it on myself every day. Don't be conformed. Don't react to consequences, Tanya. Transform in the consequence. All right. You know, leaven influences. It's not influenced by the dough. That tiny piece of, like those tiny beads of yeast influence that whole big thing, that whole big batch of dough. You know, Brian's testimony. He could have just, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, business is tough. It's been hard to get back into it. No. He chose to be the heavenly, leavenly <laughs> Influence. Now say that three times really fast. The heavenly, heavenly influence. He chose that and it's, it was like that. Actually, I'm hearing testimonies pretty much every day, you know, put something before God, boom, answer. Put something before God, boom, answer. I don't think, I think we're moving into you're barely even going to have to say God and he's like, there it is. That's where we're going. I'm feeling that's where we're going because it feels like we've been in a bit of like a, uh, a leavenless dough. We've been working the dough and we've been doing all these things. We've got all the ingredients, but we haven't worked through the right ingredients. And now as we are posturing ourselves before God and we're crying out to him, like you come to the prayer meetings, like it's not, oh, dear Jesus, please help me. Like we are crying out and God's like, oh, yes, now I can move. Get out of the way. Angels, go. Your assignments are ready to be fulfilled. Romans 12 verse 2 says, don't copy the behaviour and the customs of this world. I've chosen this translation on purpose so it's not too, like, wordy. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How do you change the way you think? By letting him work through in your life daily. Then, then, it's not if, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Who, who knows? Who can actually come up here right now and say, yep, I know what God's good and perfect and pleasing will is for my life? I <laughs> Just yesterday, church, just yesterday in my pre-preach like tantrum, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. And like, what do you want? I don't know what I want. Oh, perhaps I need to go back into the prayer closet, let him transform my mind. 
Because it's so easy to just go, I don't know, but maybe I shouldn't have been saying that to 3P and maybe I should have been saying that to God and here and now I'm accountable to all of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. First John 5 verse 3, it goes to 53, but I'm only reading, oh no, 5. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Who's got the kingdom of God inside them? Who's born again in the old vernacular? Who's born again? Yeah. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? Who's a kingdom carrier? Right? Leaven works by contagion. And I was like, I was looking up that word. I was like, there was no positive words about contagion. But it just means it spreads. It spreads. It's like when you have the dominoes and you put them and then one knocks the other, knocks the other, knocks the other, knocks the other, knocks the other. It can't help it. It spreads. That's how leaven works. It touches one part of the bread and that part and that part and that part. The nature of leaven or yeast is to grow and change whatever it has in contact, whatever it comes to in in contact with. You see, the dough does not have the power to change on its own. It cannot change itself. No matter how much you try and knead that dough and roll it and stretch it and, you know, like fold it and flip it, it's not until an outside power, Holy Spirit, is poured into that, folded in. Now what happens to get activated, it's not just put in there and left. It is stretched. It is pulled it is squished, it is squeezed, it is maybe even pounded. And maybe you've been feeling that. Maybe you've been feeling that you've been left, forgotten, left on the shelf. Could it be that the master chef is ensuring that the leaven is being activated in you? That's the kingdom of heaven at work in you. Likewise, do you feel like you've been pulled and prodded and stretched and you're like, I've got no more capacity, God? It's like I'm just activating some leaven, honey. Have you been rolled out, pounded? I know that we have because we are human beings living in a broken world. We cannot help but be pounded especially when you're putting it out there to the heavenly realm, (laughs) I am not alone because he's my comfort. What are some of the things that God has been speaking to you? What has he been activating in you for those who have been fasting? What has he been activating? What has he been like putting his finger on and pressing that thing? And you're like, no. I like that. I like that pain. It's comfortable. 
It's mine. It's my precious. God's like, oh, I'm just going to press that a little bit more, activate that a little bit more. No, they need to just sit for a little bit longer. What are some of the things that he's been revealing to you personally, for your family, corporately? As we come to the end of this 21 days of prayer and fasting, we've got three days to go. The time of activation is about to become application. Yeah, I, like God is so good. He just gives me this stuff like I really wish that I can't. I'm like, oh, I'm writing it going, that's great. You got more? She's just raw. She's, I'm not smart enough to come up with this. I'll just say that again. The time of activation is about to become application. It's time to apply to your life the things that God has been speaking to you and showing you. And showing you. Even if it's been uncomfortable, I tell you, like every single person in my house has been fasting. It's a very uncomfortable <laughs> space sometimes. It's like everybody go to your corners. Don't speak to your prayed. It's meant to be uncomfortable so that God can go, I'm activating that so that you can just do what I need you to do and be full and whole and provide sustenance. And can I say this? Growth is worth it all. It's worth the stretching. It's worth the pulling because growth brings restoration. You know, I've got a family of like lots of boys now. I had a very slow, like Tally is pretty much the same size that she's been since, I don't know, 12? No, no, I'm not like, like, so my mindset, my perspective is, oh, she's like, She's just going to wear the same shoes forever because she pretty much has. She grows in these tiny little, you know, small but mighty. Don't mess with her. But now I've got boys in my house. Well, I had one boy. Now I've got lots of boys. Mate, they grow. <laughs> and they don't grow like this. It's like, what? Um, do you need new clothes? <laughs> you know? It's like, mum, my toes are touching on my shoes. I'm like, no, just got you those three weeks ago. Touch, touch, touch. <laughs> Their pain is showing me that they need, they're growing. But growth, a little bit of pain is worth it because it's like, oh, okay, I need to get out of this now. I'm, I'm ready to apply this now. I'm ready to show that I'm bigger now because I tell you, if you're the mum of boys and girls, when they have their growth spurts, it's just not as like on a big scale. I tell you, they eat. <laughs> they eat. It's like there's nothing in the fridge. But I just went shopping. That pantry was full and they're like, yeah, but, you know, I went to school and then I came home from school and then I had to have my afternoon snack before dinner and then they have two helpings of dinner. Like that's just – but, man – when I see them growing and now, like, when they were tiny, it was harder. But now that they're getting bigger, it's like, oh, you're growing into men of God. I'm helping to feed that. You know, that was just like a little sign. But what does re restoration look like 
for you today. What what is your growing and your stretching like showing today? Is it restoration of your family? Is it restoration of yourself? That's probably the hardest one. We can always say, yep, pray for restoration for my family. Yep, yep, speak Jesus to my family. And then God goes, what about you? You're going to speak Jesus to yourself? The time of application is here. It's here. Don't wait for the end of the 21-day fast. Do it now. Do it now while it's fresh, while it's like, oh, I'm starting to feel like I've been left alone too long. God's like, it's time. It's time. So let's stand. And I'm going to pray and seal this word. And if something has been niggling at you, if you're like, oh, maybe that's activating me, I'm just being pulled or pushed or whatever it is too much, you know, we've got time at the end of the service. I understand that some people may have places that they need to be and that's okay. We we will honour the time. But this space is always open and there was always someone to pray with you. And so, God, I just ask that even in my clumsy way of, of bringing your words, God, that, that it has been hidden deep within our hearts, that, that we are accepting that you will need us, that you, will, you need to work through that stuff in our lives. I pray that as we go today, God, that, that this word will be sealed in our hearts. I pray that it will not leak out, that it will, the lid is on it and your seal, your stamp has been put on this word today. Father, I pray for strength as we go throughout the rest of the fast. You know, the last few days are, are the days it's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just start getting used to. I'll just start preparing myself. God, I just pray that in these last three days that, you know, you have saved the best for last, as it were, that you have got so much that you're going to pour out over us individually and over us as a church. We surrender ourselves to you and we love you. Amen.